My name is Mary Grace, and this is the Home Body Podcast. And here we're exploring the home as a body and body as a home. I host spiritually and artfully minded conversations on embodiment, on approaching life as practice, artistic collaboration, and experiment. We'll talk about healing, art, aesthetics, magic, the practices we can bring to hone our intuition and live our life fully awake with our power intact. My hope is to encourage and enliven you and to also cultivate awareness and freedom. We're here to develop wisdom and self-trust and to be dynamic agents of beauty. We're here to design and be more intentional with the creation of our life. And we are here to make room for inquiry, sensitivity, and joy. Thank you for listening. First of beginning of thinking about out loud some solo episodes that I feel really called to do and excited to do and also a little bit scared to do. Um, and I always feel a little bit scared to do the things that are next. And it's a good thing. It's a, it's a nice signal about where expansion is happening. I'm not going to go diving into kind of deep personal narrative in this particular episode, but I will in the future. But I've experienced a pretty big work collapse, career collapse in the past few weeks that was very emotional and necessary and difficult and I've just been riding that roller coaster the past few weeks and trying to digest it and compost it as best as I can. And it has me thinking a lot about failure and disappointment and all things that uh, we all try to avoid most of the time. For obvious reasons, they're really unpleasant. And in this place of being at the bottom of an experience... There is always a really rich opportunity to start over, even if it is in these really small, invisible ways, whether it's something big in your life, like um, for me, it was closing a physical business, um, having to close a physical business, And then suddenly after going, spending years hustling and being super busy and working, um, working so hard, um, doing things that I did not enjoy doing in order to keep this boat afloat. Um, or if it's a relationship that's ending or if it's simply like a habit that you're reworking in yourself, you're like, I, you know, I really, don't enjoy how this repeated behavior makes me feel in my life. The results that it's bringing in my life are not working for me. They're not productive. They're not bringing me joy. And I need to kind of bathe them out of my life. Regardless of the scale of your bottom of the mountain experience, it is an opportunity to start over. You know, when you're closing off a behavior or attempting to alter a habit, There's a space, there's a vacuum, there's something that has been filled that is now void. And in the past few years through T 
teaching and writing and just really understanding more about how the energy of things work. The void is the richest place. The void is where manifestation can happen. The void is where all possibilities exist. And it's scary because we're so used to form. Our incarnation, our existence as it is right now, is about form in a lot of ways. As our bodies are about form. And so our experience is tied up into this. And the void is about formlessness. But I also think that the void, with its formlessness, therefore contains all possibility and that is where we really get to participate really intentionally if we're being really present with that feeling and that experience in that place if we're being present with the void in a creative way that is the ultimate place of creativity that is the ultimate place of expressing our kind of god formingness um because it's just sitting there empty and open, just waiting to be acted upon. And that is where I am in my life right now in a lot of ways. And I feel very humbled by it. I feel um, I feel a lot of contradicting things, but humility is definitely one of them. And I want to approach this place in my life with a lot of intention and a lot of presence and a lot of checking in. I feel like I have been gifted with these kinds of experiences in the past and I have really not, I don't want to use the word capitalize, but I'm going to because it's the one that's coming to mind right now. I've been gifted these experiences in the past, but I haven't engaged with them and really harvested them for all the potential that they could have given me. I tended to rush past them because of the gross discomfort or the pain. or And so because I rushed past them and I was not present with it, I wasn't approaching it from a place of creativity. I was approaching, approaching it from a place of medicating. Um, how busy can I be? How can I plan my way out of this void just so that I'm in something else so that then I can think and address my pain? And I think that's just where I was uh, in the past and with those particular hurts and disappointments, and that's what I needed to do. I don't judge myself for that. That's just where I was, and it got me here, which is where I'm supposed to be. But I'm really actively trying not to do that. Now, I'm trying not to busy my way out of this place or plan my way out of this place or distract myself out of this place or medicate myself out of this place. I'm really working to be active and present in this place of formlessness and darkness and really trying to speak to it and create with it in a way where it's more experimental and less me reacting out of fear to the dark. And I've been thinking a lot about how there is a possibility of vocational ease. I've had this narrative for a long time. I have a background as an artist. I was dancing ever since I was really young. I loved watching musicals and just like learning all of the choreography and like putting on shows in my living room. I loved being on stage. I still love to dance and perform um, and make work and be seen in that way. 
And I've always thought, I've always had this story that like, oh, I have to hustle and give it everything I've got and put everything else in my life on hold until I make it, whatever that is, whether we're talking about my journey with an art career or whether we're talking about um, something simple like um, I used to have a sense of desperation uh, when I was younger around like having a boyfriend or finding a partner, even just a temporary one. Like I have to hustle and I have to work and I have to make this whatever the thing is happen. And then I will feel a sense of ease and a sense of freedom. And then I can be myself and feel okay and think about other things. So if we're applying that conversation to vocation or to career, which has experienced a lot of lifetimes for me so at a young age I've kind of morphed in and out of several careers at this point um I've always thought like well I gotta hustle until I make it and then I'll have some income that makes more sense and then I'll be able to find some ease and I'll find some freedom from that and what I really feel like the universe is asking of me right now in this place of the void and the formlessness is that it's asking me to commit to my desire for freedom when we're in this space of the hustle and the survival mode and like I will not be okay until I have this experience of success or until I have this partner or until I have this job we've really closed down our vision and our sense of experience and We've essentially blocked our fullest expression of ourselves and we block our own freedom. We become kind of slaves to this goal or this dream, which apparently I'm looking back now and able to see that I'm really good at putting myself in that position. And so because of that, I really am trying to operate differently this time around to respond to what I feel like the universe is asking for me. For some people, it may be a different word, but for me, freedom is a really essential component to my personality, what I need to feel like I'm thriving and what I'm able um, to feel like I'm creating, what I need to feel like myself. Um, And it's essential to my expression and it's essential to this particular incarnation of myself. And so I'm trying to reverse this narrative that I've had for a long time that if I can actually just follow the qualities that are essential to my expression and not compromise on those and not back down on those even though I don't know what's next if I can just stick to myself and what I know is essential for me to feel a sense of ease and freedom and joy in this incarnation which is why we're here then I will find my path. Otherwise, it's interesting that the hustle, the sacrifice everything for this thing narrative is a thing because I really noticed that it's like, oh, the logic behind that is I will basically bypass my path, this experience of myself, in an attempt to find my true path. And when I say it that way, I realize that it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, if I just act like not myself, I will magically find myself in this place where I feel so myself that it will be so worth it to have denied my experience for so long. The logic of that just doesn't uh, make a lot of sense to me. Um, It would be like saying, like for me, I'm a very kind of watery 
deep person, it would be like saying like, oh, if I just keep like sitting in fire because I've got to sit in fire in order to get to this place, then eventually I'll become, um, I'll find my way into this environment of wateriness that feels so at home. The logic doesn't make sense and obviously, um, but I know I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one who has applied it to their life. And a lot of that is because we tend to romanticize these things, these goals that we so deeply desire. And I'm a very desire-driven person. Um, so like with art, for instance, that is something that's easily overly romanticized. All the movies that we see, the stories that we're given, is like if you just work hard enough and if you just apply your soul to it and if you just give it all you got and you go to the extra practice and you just focus only on that thing and then that's going to get you where you need to go. And I just did not have that experience. I gave it absolutely everything that I had and the universe just really knocked me out of that path in a really clear, strong way. And it was very heartbreaking to have to let that go because looking back I had kind of postponed all of these other experiences and parts of my life in order to go for achieving that particular goal or dream and like what would it look like if I had done more listening along the way more integrating along the way more um, authentically living along the way and I think that you know, I made a, a promise to myself after I got kicked off of that path. Um, it was dancing for me in particular, in a particular expression as far as a career goes. Um, that I would never again give all of myself to this thing. I thought I was going to quit and never dance again and it didn't work out that way. I ended up kind of engaging with it in a, a way, be kind of becoming an independent artist and making my own work in a way that was way more fulfilling and exciting and way more me than I knew that I was, whereas I was pursuing kind of a ballet career that is very, very hierarchical. It's very top-down. It's, uh, yeah, you just follow instructions and smile and just, like, stay as skinny as possible, um, which is kind of the opposite of how I want to flow. And I made a promise to myself after that collapse, which now I'm very grateful that it did collapse, that I would never give myself... 100% over to that again. I would never go in debt for it again. I would never let it make me feel small again. And I, there were opportunities to be like, oh, will you do this thing for free? Or, oh, will you? And I was like, no. Like, I just would not do it. I, I had already sacrificed too much. And I think that anything that requires all of you is not for you because the only thing or act or person who gets all of you is you. And I'm not saying that we can't be devoted partners, whether we're engaging in partnership monogamously or polyamorously. I'm not saying that we have to have um, multiple careers when really we just want to have one career. I'm just saying that you are the only thing who gets all of you. And at any time we are pouring all of ourselves into something else and not saving anything for ourselves, we've lost ourselves, and therefore we have lost our gift, we've lost our impact, we've lost our sparkle, we have lost our gifts. It doesn't matter how hard we work. It doesn't really matter what we achieve if we have lost ourselves because once we get to the top, we will have no self to give and our self is the gift. And on this search for ease in vocation, it's not about not working. It's not about 
oh, I found ease. I achieved a thing. So now I feel great about just like eating bonbons on the bed all day and watching Netflix. Not that we don't have those days and we should have those days, but I think most of us could agree that if that was all we did every day, it would be um, an unfulfilling life. But I think ease is not really about that. I think ease is actually about joy. And we have cultivated such a diseased culture in America in particular, that we equate work with stress. The more stress, the better, the more important we are, the more stressed out we are. We use stress to kind of justify our sense of importance and purpose. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I have so much going on, but you know, it kind of makes us feel valuable. It makes us feel validated that like, oh, I have this stress and therefore I must be doing very important things. And there are different kinds of stress. You know, I think the healthy kind of stress would be like, you know, impact on our bones to make our bones more dense and stronger and resistant to breaking. And then there's unhealthy kinds of stress, like what I was talking about earlier, just like literally sitting in a fire and like wondering why we're hot. And it's, it doesn't feel mysterious to me that we're also in kind of this state of chronic inflammation in this country, which is really, um, the the root cause of a lot of our autoimmune diseases and um, diseases in general that we're feeling. So I think what I'm asking and the experiment that I would like to encourage if you're listening is how can you, if you have given all of yourself away, how can you bring some of it back? How can you reintegrate yourself into yourself and how can you shift your barometer away from stress is the only way that I feel validated and important to where can I find ease and what I am called to do, what I feel desirous about, what I want in my life, where can I find the ease in my desire so that I can experience joy in my story. And can you flirt with that experience more? If you're in a dark place, if you're at the bottom of the mountain, if you just got knocked out of a path or a career or a relationship, it doesn't feel like a gift when you're in it, but it is a gift because you could have succeeded. I, it would have been tragic if I had succeeded at being a professional ballet dancer. It would have been absolutely tragic. I would not have come... I would have either stayed in it longer and when I got knocked out of it because hopefully the universe cares enough about me to knock me onto my correct path, which is how I view these kinds of experiences. Um, You know, the higher you go up the stairs, the worse it hurts on the way down. So the universe knocked me out when I was like 23 instead of when I was 35. And that's a gift. And it sucked at the time and I look back and I see the people who are doing that for a living and I think, I'm nothing like you. That would have been awful. It would have been not fun. Um, And I would have missed out on the fullest expression of joy in myself and my life and my gifts and that's just not worth it. Nothing is worth that. That you were here to experience yourself and really commit to that. Bring parts of yourself back into you. If you feel like the balances are uneven, if you've overgiven yourself to your career where you feel like you have nothing left for yourself, it's time to start taking some of that back. And you may find that that means you're not in the right career, or you may find that like, wow, I can experience way more joy in my career when I'm actually inhabiting myself fully. So 
that is all I have for you today. That's really what I'm thinking about, what I'm working through, what I'm sitting with, and I hope that some of this resonates with you. Um, please let me know, and I would love to hear from you and your thoughts about it and your responses, and it is such a gift to be able to share these thoughts with you and share this experience with the hope that it is it will be fruitful for you and productive and hope you point you more towards joy more freedom in your own life i wish you the very best we'll talk soon thank you so much for listening If you enjoyed the conversation, please leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the show, and consider sharing the episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to tag me on Instagram or send me a DM. I would love to meet you and hear what you thought about the conversation, and we'll see you next week. 